Hello, and welcome to Theory Talk, a weird and wonderful philosophy podcast, a critical thinking jam session with myself, Joseph Weissman, and my colleague, Taylor Adkins. We are independent scholars in the humanities and founders of the Fractal Ontology weblog. Uh, that's at ontology.io. Taylor is additionally a translator of Laruel. Um, this show, Theory Talk, is brought to you by our supporters. You can support the show by going to patreon.com slash theorytalk. Today's show is a preview of an hour-long discussion uh, that Taylor and I had about Francois Laruel. To hear the entire show, you'll have to go to our Patreon. Once again, that's patreon.com slash theorytalk. Theorytalk, one word, no underscore. Subscribe at any level to hear not only the full discussion from today, but other special content as well. Uh, several full discussions that we haven't shared in the stream. Um, and to all of you, thanks for listening, and please enjoy the sampling from the beginning of our Laruel discussion. Well, uh, he... I'll just contextualize him and... Um, he's sort of writing in the early days in the wake of Deleuze and Derrida, and I, even in one of his earliest works, Textual Machines, he's, he's, he's acknowledging uh, this, uh, this sort of writing in the wake of these, these two figures in, in the, the context of sort of French thought post-World War II, um, this... Do you, do you know his uh, birth year? I believe he was born in thirty-seven. Okay. I think he's. I think he's. He turned eighty last year. He could. He could, he could have been born in thirty-eight. Um, so we're. So we're talking like. Kind of younger brother of Deleuze, Derrida, that that generation. Well, uh, Deleuze was born in twenty-five. Um, I know Derrida passed away about ten years ago, but yeah. he was. I assume he was born in the 30s. I could be wrong. So yeah, he's, 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 well, for Deleuze, he's almost 10, 12, 13 years his junior. But yeah, so he, uh, I mean, Deleuze and Derrida are writing their big works in 67, 68, 69. Those three years are extremely pivotal. You know, Derrida publishes- Difference and Repetition. Well, that's Deleuze, yeah, and that's in 68. Writing and Difference. Writing and Difference, yeah, I believe that's 67. But Writing and Difference is a collection of his essays that he Oh, had. I guess that's right. Um, but he- Great but, Grammatology. But gram, yeah, of Grammatology, he published, and he publishes the book on Husserl, the little, yeah. the book on the, the phoneme, or, yeah, I borrowed it, but I never got, on The Voice. Yes. That's, it's what it's, it's on the, so, I mean, that's a big year for Derrida and, and, and really um, how important at least writing and difference in, of grammatology are. And then, yeah, Deleuze is publishing he, the culmination of these monographs um, leads to difference repetition and then the logic of sense in 69. And of course, Anti-Oedipus is, is published in 72. Uh, and Derrida was working obviously throughout this, but so so Laruel, uh sees these two as the kind of the 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 determinant coordinates of of French thought, and he kind of admits that he 
began in this almost this unconscious um, attempt to serialize them and to sort of play them off one another. And he was repeating this gesture that philosophy under, undergoes, which is to sort of coordinate uh, a, a, philo- a, a space, a, a contemporary space. And I think that's what is starting the seeds of developing what he, what he will call non-philosophy. Because it's to put that whole practice into question of juxtaposing and, and reversing and... Uh... Right. I guess if I had a, a commentary note here, it would be that at least like one of my takeaways is like I, I, I do see Laruel in different places, sometimes explicitly like in de- textual machines, right? Where he's kind of, you know, trying to move back and forth very quickly between Deleuze and Derrida to the point of almost confusing their names at one point in, this yes. kind, of, in a kind of strange syntactical experiment, right? And, and almost attempting just by very rapid movement, right, to create the experience of simultaneously succeeding through, through both and so kind of mm-hmm. superposing at a rhetorical or aesthetic and experiential, almost like psychonautic kind of level, right, like to kind of fuse their metaphysical universes to cause them to be confused by this rapid iteration. Right. Um, and iterability being a theme of of Derrida and in a certain way of Deleuze, right? Like in sort of finding these tiny motors, these little machines he can kind of operate, find these these idempotent operators of such as, it, you know, iteration would not be one. And he would have a critique of it from a non-philosophical perspective and replace it with a superpositionally valid idempotent operator of, of identity maintenance or something. I, I, I don't know. I'm not... I'm not I'm not. I'm not presenting it very well. No, I mean this. I mean that's what he would say at this point, at this stage, with the non-standard philosophy, the his his turn to quantum mechanics and and uh, yeah, right. algebra. Maybe we're moving way too quick. No, to... no, no. That's fine. I mean that's how he would say it today. I, I, I think yeah. that there is there's a lot of similarities between what he was already thinking of with 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 the Deleuze Derrida thing. I, I see it as as he distills and uh, the affirmative Nietzschean, as he'll say, aspect of of Deleuze's um, sort of differential, um, his, his, his championing of the, etern, of the eternal return, sort of applying that uh, to, to what he sees deconstruction doing. And it's, so he calls it de- generalized textuality. Generalized deconstruction is what I'll call it, too. Yeah. Um, and... I think that he tries to turn generalized deconstruction and he shows what it would do in philosophy and non-philosophy in, this is around 88. Um, and it's the first kind of straightforward articulation of what non-philosophy does. And a lot of what it does is it does, it does practice a type of um, a deconstruction, but one that, that, that places the emphasis on this, what what Larwell will call a suspension, right? It's a, it's a suspension of, of one of philosophy's postulates, and that's what the de- deconstruction will hinge upon. That's the that becomes the crux of the of the that becomes the motor behind uh, what non philosophy is going to be doing with with texts 
as opposed to what Derrida might do with with text in the history of philosophy. Because you're making me think about the uh, some of the stuff. It, I mean, maybe it, it's a it strikes me as like a minor later work in Derrida, but he has a book called Paper Machines, where he sort of does this etymology of paper, sort of takes us back to the veg, vegetal kind of sources of it, and. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to be able to reproduce the the, sure. the sense or the scope of it, but um, but Derrida has a way of making making materials. Some of these apparently very theoretical. He has this interesting operation this way, and it's it's kind of an inverse of what Deleuze does by kind of virtualizing some specific concrete thing and kind of forcing us to see almost in an impressionistic way, kind of what a transcendental kind of legal legal apparatus. And it strikes me that he's trying to kind of do. Deleuze without the law or something, right? Like without all of the philosophical baggage that, that Deleuze has to bring, all of the appurtenant, appurtenances is the word I want to use. Mm-hmm. But I, I just mean like all the auxiliary structures that, I mean, there's nothing wrong with Deleuze for, for loving this stuff, right? And I think this is what he, he's sort of getting at when he says this is not, his critique of Deleuze is not against Deleuze. It's the, it's the, it's philosophy speaking through Deleuze, the, right. the way philosophy is appropriated Deleuze in turn. Um, and the way he it, it, it got around his back in the end as well, um, and it, 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 he isn't obviously immensely helpful. And I think again, maybe part of one of the one of the engines that kind of works in in Laura Wells generalized, you know, I don't know, I almost want to say conflagration, right? Is one of the things that this generalized textuality does. Is it? It's it. I don't know. All, all thoughts are equal, right? It 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 it. it it changes the universe of value, right? It, it, it forces us to put any, compo- you know, philosophical component, you know, in, into the into the whatever machine and, and permit, right. permit it to work. Uh, and not, I guess it doesn't mean abandoning principle of selection, though. I don't, I don't know. It's, but the principle of selection is no longer philosophical. It, it's no longer determined by a sort of philosophical triumph of, uh, of decisions, of statements, of the the evolution of it's 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 the it's the accepted principle groundwork, the constraints within thought functions and the and the sort of struggle over the primacy of those various epistemologies and ontologies the. And the mixing that goes on in the history of philosophy, particularly, I mean, Laruel, what he studied and what he was training to become was a professor of the history of philosophy. Uh, that's what he's trained in, whether or not he, he already had visions. I think this is what he tries to get rid of early in his career and almost saying like this is I trained to do to treat Derrida and Deleuze in a certain way. I trained to sort of give them their own autonomy of space of articulation and when it came down to it to synthesize them, whatever that means, into a harmonious um, account, an account that would be logged into the archive of the history of philosophy. And so uh, one of the most eminently philosophical practices, which is kind of a codification. He he, he can't escape it. He can't escape being categorized in the last instance as a philosopher of being being entered into those archives. Because in a sense, he he is to the extent that he does say that philosophy, he he wants to say non-philosophy can be generalized outside of just using philosophy as 
as the material, but he, he makes it, he puts forth the idea that, you know, first of all, he is trained to deal with these materials within the context of philosophy, and and therefore he's able to circumscribe those parameters and to put them to the test, if you will, sounding out the their qualities as idols, one might say, and and it's precisely this, it's the, the the sort of the motor of the economy of philosophy is its is its reversing and displacing of of uh, of decision was what he says, right? This the decision concerning the essence of thought as for uh, its capacity to think the real, determine the real, and especially through language. And it's this is the we see this in the history of philosophy in the in the struggle between logos and, and being um, thought and being and non-philosophy suspends the the pretension he says the claim of philosophy to determine the essence of thought as co-determining the real there's there's a there's a there's a there's a beyond there's a there's a limit that um, philosophy crosses in its belief that it can cross this but, limit as for sure but, I mean, as for it, thought isn't this the shape of a sophisticated realism isn't this in, in other words the the shape of modern modern philosophy and, and after Kant anyway taking a structured distance to the thing in itself and so on, so on. Thanks so much for listening to this sample of our discussion on Laruel. Uh, please go visit patreon.com slash theory talk, one word, uh, and then subscribe at any level to hear the full discussion. Um, you know, thanks thanks so much to, to everyone for listening, to our patrons for supporting us, uh, to Taylor for uh, indulging me in this, in this uh, kind of interview uh, sort of format. So, um, uh, yeah, we, we hope you enjoyed the, the sample and that it was uh, enough to get you to, to go right now to patreon.com slash theory talk uh, and throw some money our way and support the show and um, and you'll 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 get some of these some of these special you know kind of longer form longer form content uh, and and additional things that uh, that for for whatever reason we, we don't want to put in the feed so um, all right uh, thanks so much for listening uh, have a good week